0: We believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Dream Architect Life podcast. Brittany Anderson here with you today. And I have with me a special guest that is going to share some amazingly fascinating insights. Uh, So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Christopher Turner. Christopher founded Emergicon in 2006 to fill a need in the ambulance medical billing services industry by providing a better solution for processing ambulance claims in Texas. Now, you are quickly going to realize why we have Christopher on, how it relates to the Dream Architect Life concept. So we're going to keep on rocking and rolling. Uh, His company has been named to the 2019 Inc. 5000 list for the fastest growing privately held companies. They achieved these results with caring and well-trained team members, formal processes that focus on continuous improvement, rigorous attention to detail, and deep industry knowledge. Uh, Christopher is a staunch advocate and supporter for a company having core values and behaviors that drive a team's actions daily. At Emergicon, they believe in achieving the best outcome and being of service with collaboration, responsiveness, and a positive attitude. Beyond culture, you are about to find out that Christopher is a huge proponent of continuous improvement and lifelong learning for their business, for teams, for clients, and the industry as a whole. He is a frequent speaker, an author, and a lover of strategic coach. Christopher, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Well, it is such an honor and pleasure to have you on. And today we're really going to hone into the, the notion of health. Uh, for any of our audience members who have tuned into this podcast for any period of time, they know that we believe fully that your health and your wealth are so highly correlated. And Christopher, in meeting you and hearing some of the stories and the things that you've seen, it just became even more apparent that we need to bring the idea and the notion of focusing on health to the forefront even more. So can you give kind of the the sneak peek behind the scenes, non-bio background of really what has brought you into the industry, but beyond that, to such a heavy emphasis on your own health as well?
1: So from, from my own background in healthcare finance, what I saw, not being a clinician myself and realized I wasn't gonna be a doctor, like I thought I would be as a kid, but what I saw was, you know, health issues affect everybody across the world, a young to old, they affect everybody. And it's, it's a real connector for us as people. And what I saw when I was out of graduate school, did my internship, I saw family members sleeping on the floor of the ICU. That particular hospital, the number one procedure they did was clip brain aneurysm. So very scary, very invasive. And you had family there, of course, because this at that point is the most important thing going on in their life, something that scary. And then you have everything from having children and, you know, minor surgeries and and everything related to health that touches people. And that was really grounding for me as I've been on the finance side and the healthcare management side. It's, it's not widgets. It is related to the delivery of health care and how it's paid for and all that. But that that common piece of touching people's life was always very important to me. That's not necessarily connected to my own personal health goals, but, you know, all of us only have a certain many days on this earth. I think it's a shockingly small number, like 30,000 or slightly under. So when you start counting it like that, you realize, you know, You only have this one opportunity to leverage your own health, your own money, all those different things, your own family. And so it's wise to put time and effort into the things that are going to allow you to live the best, fullest
0: life. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think there's so much truth to what you're saying here. And truly, when you start thinking about your time on earth, you know, what do they say? The days can be long, but the years are short. And I mean how how many times have, have you heard and I feel like it happens more and more every year maybe it's just the older I get when people are like I can't believe it's already November I can't believe it's already December I can't believe this year is wrapping up I and mean, we hear it all the time so Christopher I would be curious there's a saying that uh, Mr. Brian sweet absolutely loves and that is you know he who has this health has a thousand wishes and he who does not has but one so we fully believe that there is this massive correlation between your health and your wealth. And that one without the other kind of doesn't mean a whole lot. So can you share some perspective or thoughts just on that whole notion?
1: You know, I've heard the phrase that if you have enough money, you don't have any problems. And and the immediate fallacy in that is, except when it comes to something health related. So you can imagine, you think about Steve Jobs, who died of pancreatic cancer, lots of money, no solution there. So some things are unavoidable. And we all live with the risk of those things, certainly. But there's a lot of avoidable stuff as well. So there's a real argument that heart attacks and strokes are completely avoidable. Um, in the United States, unfortunately, we just don't really do what is necessarily necessary to avoid them. But we do have control over a lot of things. And in I think what you said, what you, what Brian said is very true because when you're healthy, you have capacity, you have energy, you have lots of things to deal with things that are coming. Versus if you're sick. So, you know, we, we went through the pandemic with through COVID. Anybody who had COVID, as I did, probably saw it was a very strange disease. I'd never experienced anything like it. Not as bad as having the flu. The flu is by far the worst in my case, but very strange. And it brings some things into perspective, which is, you know, wish I felt better, wish I could smell again, some weird things that went on there. But that then becomes your focus if your health suffers. And we make a lot of decisions that enforce whether our health is going to be better or worse. And unfortunately, these days with convenience, it's easy to make a lot of really bad decisions about health related things. And if that's what you eat, it could be no offense to people who ride motorcycles. But if you choose to ride a motorcycle, you're taking some known risk in your uh, your hands. And when you have health and you're in good health and you're not injured and you're not in pain, you've got capacity. Your brain has capacity. It's not under, you know, you're not feeling the underlying current of other things that your body's dealing with. And that allows you to do so many more things than if you're suffering.
0: You, you know, when you talk about like doing so many more things and, you know, you bring up like the motorcycle and the known risk with that and, you, you know, just really, Experiences in life, let's call it. So I know that for you, and, and to share a little bit more background, you know, obviously I talked about this in Christopher's bio, but he has created, you know, incredibly successful businesses over the years, and put the right team members in place, and you know, encourage and and really enabled them to lean into their their biggest and most unique abilities. So, Christopher, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how. You know, that this focus on health and the notion of having you know your true wealth plan in place, how has this allowed you to really lean into your bigger purpose? Like what what Christopher was put on this earth to do?
1: So we, my background's all been working with healthcare providers, and what we what we do currently in our our two companies are support fire and EMS so first responders. That's tremendously rewarding and grounding. They respond and deal with things that most of us can't imagine. So what we've learned is tremendous gratitude as people in the organizations because we're grateful they're there we're also grateful that we don't have to deal with some of the things they do there are people willing to deal with those things it also helps you to put things in perspective so the things that you might be dealing with pale in comparison to somebody else who might have been in a bad involved in a a bad auto wreck or you know all kinds of things that happen that's always helped to align me personally because i've always been able to rely on things aren't bad negative anything in relation to how they could be because there are things that unfortunately happen in the world that you know we pray don't happen to us and so it allows you to be grateful and thankful that you have been able to you know maybe avoid certain certain things and and i don't mean that in a selfish way i just we don't necessarily have control over all the things that happen you know we don't nobody wants to be in a, a bad car wreck you know you're on your way to work and that was when you expected however you can think about i've driven to work however many times and i've never had a bad car wreck so maybe i'm not going to be so upset that i there's little traffic there's this and that it helps to to you know, kind of recenter your brain on being grateful, being aware, you know, of, of, of the of the value that you have in life. So that's been really helpful to me, and I've grown in that, and grown in you know, documenting gratitude and encouraging others. So at our office, we have a gratitude wall, which is a writable wall that we do different things. Sometimes it's gratitude, sometimes it's fun stuff. So. My older son sometimes will tell me that I try to, you know, I just try to fix everything if he brings up something that's, you know, not w- working great in, in his life. And I, and I always tell him, I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just trying to give you perspective and I'm not trying to deny your feelings about it, but it is very helpful sometimes to stop and think, you know what? Not great. Wish that it didn't happen. However, it's something I can work through. And not everything you can work through, unfortunately. So that for me has become more and more part of I think who I am and kind of my journey and trying to help others that I, I work closely with, not not to be a fixer, not to be some kind of you know sage with wise advice, simply just to have a little bit of wisdom and be exposed to things my whole career that are really grounding in the moment for the person that's involved in it, whether it be family or the recipient of some kind of medical care, that's a real focus a real fast, you know, if, if you're involved in something traumatic, all you want to do is to be better. You want to recover, you want to whatever, if you have a family member, that's, that's your focus. And, and of course, depending on how close that family member is to you and relative, a lot of times to their age, you know, something that happens to your grandmother might be a little bit more expected, something, a younger person, in your family, that's, not expected and certainly takes your your focus down to all we want is for this person to be better
0: mm. You know, the thing that I think about here is what a testament to, you know, what we would call the name of the podcast, what a testament to creating your dream architect life. And I say this because, you know, we believe in this notion of, you know, when people fill their wealth bucket. and, And what I mean by that is it's different for everybody because a full bucket for you, Christopher, is different from my bucket, is different from our neighbors, from our sisters, from our friends, you know, whatever that looks like but once you're at a place of what you feel is financial peace it really allows you to start shifting focus and and looking harder at some of these different aspects of life so when you're talking about being able to share wisdom and you know be a resource to people and how you're focusing on gratitude and mindset like these are all such powerful things that I don't think are talked about enough and I don't think people realize just how powerful a controlled and positive mindset can really be. So, you know, outside of your practice in, you know, journaling in your gratitude and the gratitude wall and those types of things, what are some things that you do You know, when times are tough, when the world feels overwhelming, when chaos is ensuing around, what are some things that you do to really keep yourself grounded and centered? Hey, Brittany here. In case you hadn't heard, our latest book, Dream Architecture, is available for the taking. Think about it like this. What is your biggest, wildest dream of what retirement could look like? Not the dream that your friends have or your parents maybe had or your coworkers. Your best dream, the unreasonable one, the one that you might have trouble admitting even to yourself. So that is what the Dream Architecture Book is about. Hop on over to dreamarchitecturebook.com so you can start dreaming big today
1: probably a few things one of course you want to you want to limit sometimes what you take in because in reality we have very little control over things we have control over our our own actions our own responses to things but the world we live in is going to put every negative burden at your door as if this is something you can control and it's not so for me personally one of the things my wife and i moved out of dallas city of Dallas, you know, right there in the thick of it out to a small farm, kind of covid time period. And I think a lot of people did that. But one of the things I did not realize at the time until we moved out here is the pressure of the urban environment has its own stressors the constant noise, the constant, you know, you're gonna go down the street for something, but it takes 30 minutes just because of stoplights and traffic and et cetera. So as we moved out, several things happened. One, it's quiet. It's dark at night, you can see the stars. It's very peaceful. It has allowed both of us to slow down ourselves very, very much so in terms of just how we approach day-to-day life. And it has allowed us to focus on the things that are really important. So we still stay up to date with current news and all those things, but so much of it is not anything you can do about and you can have a sense you can make contributions you can do all kinds of things that are some participation in what you think is important but there's not a lot we can control outside of our actions and our response and it's really important that you get that perspective otherwise the world can kind of be overwhelming one of the things I've heard, and I can't remember who to attribute to a while back, but, you know, we judge others by their actions and we judge ourselves by our intent. So we give ourselves some grace, about I didn't really mean to do that. I didn't really mean to cut this person off in traffic. Whereas if it's done to us, you know, we kind of lose our mind. So it's helpful to, to remember. Maybe they didn't intend to do that. I didn't intend to do something the other day. So it's it's OK to slow down and think about I can only control my reaction and, and Everybody, including me, I think we have to work at that on a daily basis because that's not always our natural go-to.
0: Mm-hmm. You you make me think about, so I've often been asked why I live in southern rural Minnesota. Uh, you know, I'll be at different, you know, mastermind groups or entrepreneurial meetups or whatever. And people are like, why, why do you live there? And I just honestly, I had this revelation as you were talking, Christopher, where I I, I take a step back. And I think that a lot of our high achieving brains that are tuning in can relate to this. You are constantly stimulated by something every single minute of every day. Uh, We have- Teams and business and colleagues, and I have three young kids and and, and all these different things constantly. So for me, living out in the country in rural Minnesota, it is so calming for my nervous system. So I think that what you bring up there, Christopher, there, there's even more gold in it than what people realize is it's it's really about tapping into what makes you feel good. And what makes you feel at peace and making those big decisions for your life that are going to make you feel like, hey, this is home and I feel centered and I feel calm and this is kind of where I go to to get my peace. So I'm so glad that you shared that. One other thing too, and and I'm going to pull this from a previous conversation you and I had and it's it's a little bit around kind of your your empty nest experience you know you've shared that you and your wife have some cool things that you're doing and a lot of our audience members they're either empty nesters or they are going through a major transition in life, like retirement, for example. Uh, We have some listeners too that are going through a major transition like widowhood. So with any big change kind of comes revelation, I guess you could call it. So can you share a little bit about your own journey with the empty nest, maybe changes, pivots in your life and kind of what you're doing, what's getting you excited and where's your focus?
1: I think the key is to know obviously what you like doing which is a dumb thing to say but it's true because you have to maybe try some things to figure out what aspects of it you like so for my wife and i we've always loved to travel we have the ability to travel, you know, with the way things work these days, you can work remotely so easily that even that's not that much of a hindrance. So we know that about ourselves. So we, you know, we plan things and, and it's funny, it's, it's a dumb thing, but one of the things I get most excited about is planning a trip, couldn't pay somebody to do it. No problem. There's lots of people. And I know a lot of people don't do it that. I like it. I like the research. I like, you know, kind of visualizing and all that. So we do it, we, we travel, but there's a million things. My father-in-law retired at age 70, and and he plays golf, he plays softball. I mean, he's a very, very active guy. Those are things he likes. His whole, that my wife's whole side of the family is very athletic and they love those things. So that's different for everybody. I know some people think I can't retire and play golf every day, I mean, what do I do? then you have to think about what it is for you. You know, in New York, there's people that go sit in the park and play chess. There are people who, you know, try to work with youths. And um, for entrepreneurs, I think a lot of us like to try to find other entrepreneurs that are still trying to figure it out and help them along. I think that's a really valuable thing to do. I don't think it's broadcast out there as much as maybe it should be, particularly to the younger generation, who you've got a whole section of, in my experience, who have no interest in going to college, but they definitely just want to start becoming productive members in the States. I mean, they're Americans, they want to be here, they want to do stuff, but they don't necessarily understand that. So my younger son, his group of friends is very much along those lines. And so they're very thirsty for knowledge from me about how did you get where you are? You know, does that look like? It's totally foreign to them. So you've got to... Be aware of yourself, and there's no wrong answer. So if you are, you know, a person who loves movies, lean into that a little bit more. You know what I mean? There's the Sundance Film Festival I realized recently. I think it's in January in Utah. Go, you know what I mean? Plan some things for yourself. Do some things that have a spark of something that's interest for you. Be okay being a little bit uncomfortable. The thing that you've got is generally for the group we're talking about you have wisdom and you have age and you have patience and you have the ability to be grateful. That's not something you get usually at a young age. And so a lot of times you're bringing something that you don't necessarily realize to whatever group you're working with, just of who you are and kind of where you've been. So lean into it. And and, and if it's not something you enjoy, be honest about it. Even if you've made commitments to others and let them know, hey, I had the best of intentions this just you know isn't really going to be something i'd like to spend my time doing people are okay with honesty and where you do find some joy something and something lean into it you know and try to figure out how to expand that chances are you've done that in your life many times before so just pull from that experience mm,
0: that is that is such valid advice and i think You know, oftentimes, and I'm going to, I'm going to relate this to retirement. And again, retirement is defined in many different ways by many different people. You know, you give the example of your in-laws playing golf and, you know, the athletic side, and that's what they love. You know, some people, they think that's maybe what they'd enjoy because their good friends do it. And it looks like it's a good time. And then they get out there and they're like, oh my gosh, I cannot spend one more second on the golf course. So I think you bring up such such great you know information there when you think about what are the things that you have interest in and then just lean more into those. You know regardless yes. of the stage, you know your interest shift, you have multiple transitions in life. We all go through these different phases and we change as humans. And, and the point that I'm landing on here Christopher is that you've brought up a couple times about you know, entrepreneurs like to put themselves around entrepreneurs who are still trying to figure things out. Uh, You know, talk a little bit about, you know, who you're around in these different stages of life. So my point is, we believe that, you know, what's the notion? You're the product of the five people that you spend the most time with. So if somebody is tuning in and they're like, great, I do have interests and I have things that I want to do. Spouse hates it. My friends aren't into it. And I'm this lone wolf. Where do I go? What do I do? What would you say to somebody that's in that boat? Because we've seen it happen.
1: It's There's the whole wide world online community out there. So for those of us that are a little bit older, didn't have my first cell phone until I was 30, didn't touch the internet till I was in graduate school. So that's the way I grew up. And so anybody even older than me, probably a little bit more disconnected. There is the wide world community out there of every possible interest you could ever hold. Um, Our younger son has got a good friend that he has known for years now who's getting married. He'll be his best man at his wedding. They have never met in person. They have known each other for years. They have had an online friendship for probably seven years, I'd say at this point. They have never met face to face, but they have exchanged everything videos and pictures and on and on and on so that's the world we live in now and on the one hand you got to be careful not to be isolated and lonely on the other hand it doesn't really matter what it is do a search figure it out find the thread or group or the article written about this or that or whatever it is and then lean into it and if the people who have the same interest you know it can be taken the you know the the uh, the people who do the swimming in the super cold water and all that stuff that just makes me cringe but if they have an interest and you have an interest undoubtedly they're going to welcome you as a new member people like to share what they've learned and the benefit these days is that we've got that ability to meet people even if you don't feel like you need to travel to visit with them whatever everything can be shared virtually literally everything can be shared virtually and you've got to leverage that. And it, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter what the interest is. I'm always constantly amazed at I do a search for some, you know, random kind of whatever. There's always information. Or just at that point, it's very, very rare that you're gonna struggle to find information about the thing that you're interested in.
0: Mm. So, Christopher, before I ask my last couple of questions here, if somebody wants to, you know, get a hold of you follow you, connect with you, maybe see if you have a shared interest. Uh, How would they go about doing that?
1: I'm on LinkedIn, Christopher Turner. Both EmergiCon and Emergifier Fire are my two companies. Uh, email address is Turner at emergacon.com. Happy to connect with people. Happy to try to share interest. I'm kind of a big nerd, so mine will be kind of nerdy interest, but that's okay.
0: Hey, we love nerdy interests, and you know, I I, I fully believe, and I've said this to you before, that you are a true giver by nature. And you know, there, there's a couple things that that I think about here. You've had such a wealth of knowledge, call it. And, you know, we're circling back to the health space and, you know, thinking about purpose and how health, you know, a good health allows you to, you know, accumulate even more wealth or just enjoy the wealth that you've built and lean into your purpose and experience new things in life. So out of all of the experience that you've had and, you know, be it team members, clients, where have you seen people Get stuck or get in their own way.
1: Wow, that's a good question. The answer I'm going to give you is is kind of related to what you're asking, not entirely, but it goes back to health, which is knowing that that our health is a is a either a limiter or an expander. I'll say there are fascinating things that are happening right now in medicine, and they're really. It's going to take time for them to trickle down into your regular primary care doctor. So if there is something that is stopping you in, in whatever way, start doing research. Start looking. There's all kinds of new technology and advancements that are happening all around the world that may require you to go um, to another country to get it done. And that doesn't mean it's you know sketchy. It just means it hasn't been approved here yet. But I know Dan Sullivan, who found a strategic coach, um, had his cartilage and his knee replaced using his own stem cells. So if you're not aware of those things, you're not aware of the advancements, and you are concerned about your own physical limitations for whatever reason, start researching. It is it is almost overwhelming to try to figure out the right, the right place, but the, the nice thing is, There's so many things happening now that your issue that may be chronic or something that you feel like is gonna stop you from doing some things you love, There, We're starting to see new solutions every day now that are coming out, that are advancing. So in a lot of ways, it's the absolute best time ever to live on this earth. And I really encourage you to dig in. So if there's something that that you're struggling with, look at that. So we see the same thing. I see the same thing. Um, For me personally, I've always been concerned about heart health. I've always had high cholesterol. I think it's just genetic. And so I have tackled it a number of different ways working with different doctors to try to figure out kind of what the right combination is and just continue to pursue that along with, you know, doing cardiac activities, types of things. But that's something you have to focus on and and make sure you're as comfortable with what you're doing. Be ready to, you know, maybe step outside. What would have been considered traditional, Types of things like traditionally it would be medication. Traditionally, maybe you know, well, if your knee hurts, unfortunately, you're going to have to you know go easy or use a brace or whatever. So just don't accept it. Keep looking, keep figuring out, and, and and look online, find the communities have found different things that have allowed them to to continue to grow in their own health even as they age. So that's that's becoming more more possible as a reality now.
0: Mm. that is the perfect direction to go. And actually, that's a big vision of, you know, mine and Brian Sweets here is that, unfortunately, people don't know what they don't know. And a lot of times what we're seeing people crave is access, access, and just the ability to not have to vet through you know, the hundreds or thousands or millions of people out there that offer different services and to really be able to know, hey, I have these resources, this is what I need help with, and I just want to know who to go to. So this is part of actually what we're cultivating with the Dream Architect Life concept is bringing, you know people bringing access and doing the vetting on behalf of others so with what Christopher just talked about there if there are any needs or you need you know just to be pointed in a direction reach out to us um you can email me it's Brittany at sweetfinancial.com and I would be happy to put you in touch with different professionals that we have encountered and and worked with ourselves and seen great results from so I think knowledge is power and I think knowing the who's is power also so, Christopher, my final question for you is at this point in your life, what does dreaming big really mean to you?
1: Really, it's about it's about freedoms. So I, I love what I do. I love the leadership team I work with. I love that they have taken ownership and taken over managing and multiplying my organizations. That allows me to get involved with the things that they are really excited about and it allows them to kind of push me out of things that I shouldn't stick my nose into because it complicates things and then also I'm probably in the best shape of my life I would say to um, have my aches and pains but I've been really working at my own personal health my wife and I now have the freedoms that we haven't had since when our kids before we had kids and so we're trying to really lean into that and you know do some of the trips we've never taken before you know just slowing down in a lot of ways I you know when you have kids, Everything's kind of fast, even if you don't want it to be your kind of schedule. And so you've got to start to take intentional moves to slow down. And um, Brittany, going back to what you said about Sweet Financial Services and y'all's y'all's offering, I, I would really encourage people because it is about the who's you know, 100%. And, you know, you go to a surgeon, they're going to recommend surgery. You go to somebody else, they're probably going to offer medication. You got to figure out what's right for you. Which means, unfortunately, you'll probably have more conversations than less, but you'll find the better who for your specific needs, regardless of what it is. Absolutely, regardless of what it is. Same thing, travel, you know, any type of interest you have, there's all these new, neat industries out there. So, look at the who. So, that's what we're doing. We've actually leveraged some people, um, I think it's at Freedom Travel Systems, if I'm getting their name right, who help you kind of craft ideal uh, trips and leverage, you know, uh, credit card points, and all kinds of stuff I've never considered before, just all kinds of neat things. People have all kinds of neat offerings out there. So take the opportunity to do a little research and dig in and have conversations with people. And if it's a fit, if it's a fit, if it's not a fit, tell them it's not a fit. You know, they they have other things they can do. They'll be all right.
0: Mm. So much wisdom and knowledge packed into what you've shared today. Christopher, I'm truly grateful for you sharing your time. We know it's the only commodity that you can't get back.
1: That's the truth. Thank you.
0: That wraps up today's episode of the Dream Architect Life podcast. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend, give it a like, and be sure to subscribe so that you are the first to know when the next episode drops. We'll catch you right back here next time. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners.